Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? It doesn't get tired at all, that does it? No. It turns stays fresh stronger. Yeah. Marvelous stuff. Uh, it's the start of a new week. There's still yeah. no football on, so we haven't got any predictions or anything like that to talk about. Earth tournaments no. on hiatus. Yeah. It's Jill's um, third, third weekend of August. Yeah, we've we've kind of run out of stuff to talk about. Uh, got, I've got a few things to talk about. Have you got well, an agenda? first of all, yeah. Um, <clears throat> first of all, as far as the Lenniverse is concerned, I managed to get a rare and exclusive interview with Len himself <laughs> earlier today, which I'm going to send you, Andy. And once you <clears throat> had a listen yeah. and made some assessments over whether or not it's appropriate, pod <laughs> appropriate, we might drop it in later, but yeah, you know, there's a few tips. Mainly, it's going over stuff we already know. Are, are you, given... are you, as Len's father, not able to assess whether or not it's pod appropriate? I, th- I think it's more important for you, as an independent and impartial okay. observer, to right. uh, make that decision. Um, so yeah, make that decision, and then yeah, that'll be something. So, but there's a few bits like the fixtures are out for the next season in in Big Galaxy, right? So, so we'll have a look at that, little bits and pieces, little Good. bits and pieces like that. Um, so there's some football stories as well, isn't there? One thing that a lot of people got in touch with us about uh, over the last few days was this story doing the rounds that Alan Pardew was in talks with Monaco about becoming their new manager. Whoa, Have you heard that one? I didn't see that, no. That's such a perfect yeah. fit, though, isn't it? For him, at least. Probably not for them. Of course, them. yeah. I mean, he sees himself... At all times, he carries himself like a man who is sauntering along the promenade on the French Riviera. Yeah. Right? Uh, The way he dresses, the way he combs his hair. Yeah. The little look on his face. He's like a man who's permanently just like... You know the best bit when you're on holiday? Mm. Is the bit after a long, hot day, sunbathing on the beach, whatever, this and that in. You then, you go home, you might even have a bit of a nap. And then you have a shower, maybe a shave, <laughs> you put on some slightly smarter clothes yeah. and you go out yeah. in the just, early evening. Just as the temperature's beginning to drop. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and that's how Pardew looks at all times. At all times. Do you he think always you'll... looks like he's in the best bit of a, of a summer holiday. <laughs> Do you think he'll start wearing a cravat if he goes to Monaco? I think he'll definitely wear, we'll be seeing more top pocket yeah. Silk handkerchiefs just peeking out. Yeah, I think we'll see a Panama hat. Yeah. Um, Deck shoes. What else? <laughs> Deck shoes. Morphers. I, don't I know think what basically wear. Michael Caine mm. in Dirty Rock- Rotten Scoundrels. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That is how. But and and don't be surprised either if aside from managing Monaco, he also seduces seduces wealthy widows. Of course. Uh, on the side, just like Michael Caine did. 
um, by pretending he's you know helping out African children or something I, like I that. I would imagine that's probably his main reason for going there. I think the football yeah. will be a sideline. But um, yeah. yeah, I didn't know that was so, a thing. What, what are Monaco in dire straits or something? Are they in big trouble? It was in, it was in some reputable uh, newspapers. I'll, I'm just going to have a Google of it now. I'm pretty sure it was in the Guardian. A um, few people sent it to me, and one person observed, you know, it would be enough for a whole season's podcast content. Yeah. The idea of pards down there in Monaco, in the tax haven of Monaco, um, is quite something. He good. is, of course, the self proclaimed banter king, isn't he? And, oh, oh, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just Googled Pardew Monaco <laughs> and some sensational pictures came up now these are not recent though these appear to be <laughs> pictures of him when he was newcastle manager at the monaco grand prix right and so he's really now. large in it because you know the thing about parts oh, is yeah he loses a, are you looking at the picture of him in his white jacket yes. yeah and his sunglasses. sunglasses when he loses a job which all managers do you know if you if you are a football manager listening to this Hello, Roy Keane, Graham Souness, <laughs> uh, Frank Lampard, and all the other managers I know are regulars. Right, you always lose your job, ultimately. So, what does it matter? What does it matter? Uh, it's not. It really is like it's no reflection on you or your abilities. It's just football. But he does lose them, and then he'll. I imagine he really hits a big slump when he does. Mm. But again, that is only human. But the problem is. When he gets a new job, he immediately dials the self-confidence right up to 11. Yeah. There's no in-between. So he's got the Newcastle job, and he is like a pig in shit. He's walking around like a dog with three cocks, isn't he? (laughs) And he's he's gone off to the Monaco Grand Prix. He's dressed up as Brian Ferry, right? And uh, he's just having a whale of a day. He can't help himself. He over-enjoys it. And... The thing about Pards is, is that I think he is actually a decent manager. But I think that his biggest flaw is that he loves being a football manager and he loves being famous and in the public eye too much. And it gets the better of him every time. It always gets the better of him. As a coach, when he was a coach at West Ham, he was fantastic. It was one of the best ever West Ham teams. I've had the pleasure of watching right. the team that he, he got promoted and then took us to the cup final. Really exciting, dynamic, attacking football. Young footballers who he seemed to be able to get the very best out, really improve. But simultaneously to that, he's doing all the silly bits and pieces. Yeah. Like he turns up for tra- after losing the cup run, he turns up for training the next season in a brand new Ferrari that he's bought himself as a present. <laughs> right? Why? Because he got West Ham to the cup final yeah. and lost. Right? But it it annoyed some of the players. None of their business. Um, the other thing was, was that harder. he. Uh, the other thing was he he uh, at the press conference. It was around the time that Sven was had announced that he was leaving the England job, and <clears> I've probably <throat> said this on previous episodes. But there was a great press conference that Pards turned up to, and he sat down. He was there to talk about the cup final. Anyway, yeah. before we go any further, before we throw it open for questions, I just want to say. I won't be answering any questions about the England job. Um, as far as I'm concerned, that's still Sven's job until he leaves. Afterwards, of course, we'll see what happens. But for now, I know everyone's speculating, but no. All the press are looking at each other like, 
No, no, no one was no going to ask you that. <laughs> You're not on any short list at all. You're not even on the most far-fetched long list, mate. But that's parts. And him in Monaco just seems like a perfect fit, doesn't it? I mean, that looks like he's downtime between jobs, doesn't it? Um, I, I think I think with Pards, I think the, the the downtime in between jobs is as much what it's about for him. You said there's a bit of a slump when he loses mm. a job, but I don't think there will be because there'll be a nice payoff and he'll be just yeah. thinking, ah, now we're going to have some Pards time. Yes. And Pards time includes going to the, the Monaco Grand Prix... And be being like, photographed I'll, in nightclubs and all that sort of thing, and it'll be like one thing about me is I will <clears throat> I will go to as many Grand Prix as I can. Yeah. Do you like Grand Prix then? No, not really. Nah. I mean, it's just cars driving round and round in circles. But I like being at a Grand Prix. I like being there. It's and a good thing. The people. It's, it's a good place to show your face. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Round the pit stops. The champagne bars. <laughs> there is absolutely... The place is dripping in quality fanny, right? And let me tell you, it laps up the legendary Pards banter. Of course, of course. Be you know, he once said... He said that, you know, after he left football, but before he got a manager's job, after he left playing, he, he worked on a building site to make ends meet. Yeah. And uh, he said it was there that I really honed and refined my banter. Right. He said, to the extent that now I'm back in the game, I am confident that I could verbally joust, his words. Uh, uh, nowhere. Verbally joust with anyone and uh, come off the bet. I'd fear no one in that situation. Because of the building site experience. Because of his time on the building site, really honed his banter. Wasn't there a, an example... An incident when he um he, he took one of his coaches' dinner off him or something, and he said, "When you're the king, you can do whatever you want." <laughs> there was all, there was a, they were at dinner at the, a pre-match dinner the night before a match, and uh, he took a fancy to whatever one of the coaches was having instead yeah. of his, and he swapped them over. And he says, "When you're the king, you can do whatever you want." Took his Lovely. dinner off him. Yeah, love it. Well. That's paths. That's paths all over. Yeah. He'll eat your dinner. He'll eat your dinner and <laughs> he won't think twice about it. He'll have your missus. He'll have your dinner. He'll have the lot. He'll have your mortar. So that's something to look forward to. Although while we've been talking about this, I have been Googling it like hell, as I'm sure you have, does and it, I can't does... find <laughs> any story about this. So I haven't seen perhaps, any tweets. I haven't. Perhaps I've dreamt it. I haven't I seen any of the tweets it, either that you've referenced, so perhaps, yeah. No. I'm just searching. Well, our, hang on, our hang class. on. Right, this is this is my this is from my cousin, the one who I went on the walking holiday yeah. with. And if he's fucking stitched me up, I'm not going to be happy. Let's carry on. Uh, oh my god! Well, I've just clicked onto Twitter, and something's just trumped the idea of Monaco appointing <laughs> Alan Pardew okay. as manager, because the first thing I've seen is Scott Wiles tweeting us. Um, that there is an episode tonight <gasps> at 8 at o'clock it. of yeah. Tipping Point, our favourite TV show, yeah. Lucky Stars, yeah. which is basically Celebrity Tipping Point. <laughs> celebrity <And> Coins. <laughs> tonight on the coins will be David Ginola <laughs> and Janet Street Porter. <laughs> Not in. in my wildest dreams could I have thought at any spectacle 
would ever appear on terrestrial TV quite as sensational as this one. We need to get David this episode Ginola. put to bed and get that up. How do, how do you think they... Um, what, okay, what are your predictions? We've got an hour, just under an hour till this kicks off, mate. What are your predictions? Um, first question. For how they're going to... How they're going to... Coin it. First question, have you got any idea who the fellow on the right is next to Ben Shepard? No, not a fucking clue. That's why I didn't mention him. He's a, a young fella. Could be one of the Love Islands. Don't know. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. But um, he doesn't look as if he's he's grown up with the coins. Uh, Janet Street no, Porter. I know what the fuck I, he's doing. I, I think Janet Porter is going to win this comfortably. I think she'll have the yeah. general knowledge required. And I think she's got the wiles and the wherewithal that's needed to put the coins in the right place. Now, listen to this. I know a guy, right, music industry type he is, right. and he's got a nice little side hustle whereby he is the professional voice coach on the German version of The Voice. That's quite a claim. <laughs> right, so you, so you know, like, on these talent shows, and you'll occasionally see him, they'll go... Uh, and Stefan receives coaching on his singing backstage from top music producer Andy, right? <laughs> right. Andy's the guy I know, top music producer. Okay. And then you'll see a bit of him. And I, I mean, I, I probably shouldn't say this, he'll stitch him up. But I said to him once, do you actually coach him much? He goes, well, I mean, he goes, what do you do? You turn up, you listen to him, then you sort of more or less say, yeah, do you want to try that again? But this time singing in tune, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's basically his job. Anyway, yeah. I'm thinking it's quite lucrative, right? He does that. Yeah. Um, a couple of times a year, he has to go and spend about a month in Germany. I'm thinking, why aren't they hiring you to be the professional coach, backstage coach yeah. on Tipping Point? The, the, professional coiner, Andy Dawson. The problem is... The Dawson Method. The problem is the Dawson Method's rapid fire, isn't it? That doesn't make yeah. for great TV. It doesn't give you the suspense oh, yeah. that you need for great TV yeah. like that. They need yeah. the, the, you know, the slow burn and the jeopardy. Hey, have you seen Philip Schofield's Five Golden Rings? <laughs> no. I was watching. It. I was <laughs> no. watching it at fucking one o'clock this morning, and it's right. it's the bizarrest thing you've ever seen. It's it's Schofield and it's two teams of two couples, and yeah. they get various pictures on this big fucking screen in the middle of the studio, and they've yeah. got a. It's like spot the ball. They've got to find or work out or guess where a certain thing is on this on this big screen and put a golden ring down and hopefully the right. thing they're supposed to be finding will appear where they've predicted it's going to be. It's nuts, but it's very it's like addictive. madness. It is. Yeah, do you, do you think that the more like stupid a game show premise is, the more popular it, the more addictive it is? I think possibly. I sat there watching it thinking... We need to start thinking of game shows. That's where the money is. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, everyone I know who works in TV, every TV writer and everything like that, all they do, really, all they all want their ambition is to just come up with the next massive come game on, show. With a because once you sell it, yeah, once you That's sell it. that round the world, if you make up Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, if you make up Deal or No Deal, that's it. Now, I've heard people, good people who I respect, Tell me ideas that are fucking brilliant, mm. that are much better than the one you just described, much better than Deal or No Deal, make perfect sense. 
and yet they've never got anywhere with them and it makes no sense it's almost like you've got to come up with more stupid sounding ideas and that's what appeals to the TV set the trick is to come up with the title first and then work the format around it that's what they've done with five golden it's, rings yeah yeah so they, what about something like the badger with Andy Dawson and I Sam Delaney I don't know we would have we let a badger loose in a studio an actual badger or someone in a badger costume maybe it should be someone in a badger costume and in the final round you've got Try and work out who the who's inside the badger that week. Yeah, maybe. Oh, it's, it's Ryland. not easy, is it? It's not easy. See, we're quite creative, and yeah. we've already hit a few dead ends. No, yeah. it's not easy. They um, deserve to be rich. Um, I'm going to read out an email that's just that's come in. It's okay. a very curious one. It's from Banjo, and it's titled <laughs> "Woman Up a Tree." Oh, and uh, Banjo says. Not sure what bracket this falls into, but it was something weird I saw, which I hope you could explain. As I cycled home from work, I turned to enter a small pathway into an adjoining housed area. It's a bit grassy and posh. As I approached, I saw a Chinese woman trying to pick leaves. I think, he says, it's too early for conkers. From a tree by jumping high into the air and waving her arms. So she's grabbing leaves out of the tree. As I approached from a fair old distance, but enough for us certainly to clock each other clearly... Yeah. She darted into the tree like a squirrel and hid. Oh. I don't know what he means by into the tree. I don't know. Uh, Up the tree, maybe? I don't know. That's curious. Then he says, I cycled past with my eyes fixed on her as she hid her face behind some leaves. <laughs> I shouted as I passed, All right, mate. <laughs> and as I shouted this, she moved the leaves and waved at me with a smile. And Banjo says, any ideas what's going on there at all? I've got to admit, Banjo, I haven't got a clue what's going on there. I'm lost. I don't know why she'd be trying to pick leaves or even hide the fact. Yeah. No, no idea. She sounds wonderful. Doesn't she? She sounds delightful. It was nice the way that she smiled and waved back to him. Yeah. I don't know what she was up to. That must be an Oriental trait, I think. I don't know. Maybe a Chinese thing. Might be part of Chinese New Year. Who knows? Well, they get up to all sorts for the New Year. They're nuts for it, aren't they? The Chinese for their New Year's. Oh, they're they absolutely fucking love it. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. The Geordies have got the right ump still, haven't they, about Steve Bruce? 
Did you see that thing? Uh, it was a bit of footage of him at the final whistle of the first friendly where they beat West Ham 1-0. And yeah, I didn't see it, no. Someone had lip-read it, and apparently he leaned across to his two coaches and he went, uh, good result, good result. Shall we fuck off now, then? <laughs> <laughs> good man. I'm warming to him. I'm warming to him because, well, I've always liked Steve Bruce. I mean, he's, he's had a few pops at West Ham in the past. So a lot of West Ham fans don't like him because with that time when West Ham, we recovered it on the old original Top Flight Time Machine, when West Ham, you know, a couple of games where we sort of stopped Man U winning the league by playing yeah. our hearts out against them. And Steve Bruce got the right ump about it. And in fact, I think in a subsequent season, he managed a team that helped send us down. And he said, good, I'm glad because this was the <laughs> club that stopped us winning the league. It's like, we didn't stop you winning the league. We fucking beat you, as it's our obligation to try and do in every fucking game we enter into, dickhead. Right? So that wound me up. Anyway, see, I've got angry now as well. All right, I'll calm down about that. The you point said you're is... To him. I know, I said I was warned to him. Now I've remembered that. But anyway, let's put that to one side. He's all right, isn't he? Because he's always seemed sort of, yeah, quite smart and all the rest of it. I've talked about it before. And now, I feel bad because these Geordies, you've seen them. I can't remember if we talked about this on the last episode, but they're, they're all going, it's a disgrace. Yeah. It's a disgrace. I'm not, I won't have him. We don't want him at the club. It's a step backwards and all this, right? And they go, look at his record. Sacked, resigned, sacked, resigned. And, yeah, someone pointed out on Twitter, that's the record of every manager. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what, what's the alternative record that you want? from a manager won the league won the league won the <laughs> league won the cup won the league doesn't exist well, they he, all get sacked or they resign he got, he got even Sunderland. Alex Ferguson got sacked once I think in Scotland he, Steve Bruce got Sunderland a 10th in the Premier League in his yeah. first full season so you know not bad that's, that's, is that better than Rafa Benitez did at Newcastle I don't know equal I think I think they finished 10th under Rafa once but yeah. um, it, it, it might be that they'll, they'll have a good start of the season and they might finish 12th. Uh, the football might be a little bit more attacking than it was under Benitez. And then, then where are we all going to be? Because the received wisdom about Benitez being this genius manager will be super shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it Yeah, they won't go down because I tell you what, Brighton are going down, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, that match is for certain. Because they've, they've brought in a hipster manager, haven't they? They've brought in Graham Potter, yeah. the, the mythical yeah. figure who's, who did well in Sweden for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's, fuck's that, sake. that's not enough. And then he like finished mid-table in the championship with Swansea. <laughs> Swansea, yeah. I don't know why they got rid of Chris Hewton. I can't fucking think for the life of me. But anyway, clubs always do that. They get bored of just staying up. Yeah. And they're like... Charlton did it, didn't they? You no, know, it was Stoke, like when Stoke, Charlton did it, Stoke did it with Pulis. Yeah, exactly. And it's sort of like, they just get bored and they go, let's just switch, see what else mm. we do. Let's roll the dice. Let's take it to the but, next level by playing more expansive but, football. Nah. If you're gonna, if you're going to do it, and I, you know, I've ranted before about people say, oh, careful what you wish for. And they said that to West Ham when we had Allardyce. Yeah, they're not fucking saying it now, are they? <laughs> but, but they also care for what you wish for, which does annoy me because it's sort of like people from other clubs telling you, you as fans shouldn't want 
to be entertained any more than you are. Mm. You should just shut up and and eat your gruel. Eat your gruel, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's stupid. It's fine to want more, but it's what's weird is when they get rid of a manager who clearly was capable of just keeping you where you were, yeah. fighting it out, and then they replace him with someone who's a complete gamble. That's not really... You can get rid of Pulis, but then you go out and get a manager who is clearly got the experience and the record to suggest you can do better. Yeah. Like you can you can aspire to finish higher or the same position but through more attacking football. That's something to aspire to, but not getting rid of someone like Chris Hewton, who wasn't awful, and replacing him with an unknown quantity who's not, not managed in the Premier League. Well, we'll They're see, going we? down. Um who else who else is going down? Southampton with Ralph Rabbit Hutch. <laughs> They've got to go down. I mean you could say it's his first full season, like so. Maybe nah, they're going down, aren't they? Reckon, and then, sure. of course, the Blades, Sheffield United, will yeah, go down. Yeah, probably. So I think that's all in. The, I think that's all wrapped up. By the way, speaking of all these predictions, we will, of course, be doing a proper, full, extended prediction show yeah. on the verge of the new football season, and I am hoping that we might even have time to go back and listen to what our predictions were <clears throat> la- <throat> at the beginning of last season to see. Who was right and who was wrong? Yeah, we'll do that. And also as well, our um, final league predictions for this season can be added on for bonus points for the prediction league yeah. at the end. Yeah. We'll do that as well. What? Yeah, okay. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So not, yeah, so, but, but so I, we're, not, like we're, not changing the, we're not changing the result of last no, season, no, so no, I'm, still not, not, I'm still the winner. But it could all hinge I'm on... I'm the champion. Yeah, it could all hinge on our league position predictions right at the very end. I wonder where results spot is. I miss him. I think he might have gone away, but he was having problems in his marriage. Something like that. I think it's like that. I think he's having. he had problems in his marriage. Yeah. And I don't know if they've gone away together. I think he's done the old saying that he has to go mm. reset his demons on his own. I think he probably will. But, but I reckon he might have Dubai, someone out there with him. Dubai yeah. with all of the other prediction robots from all around the world. They all, yeah. They'll probably all got the then, same resort. And we'll see a fucking Instagram video of them all <laughs> dancing on a fucking <laughs> boat, boat or in a hotel Super suite. Yacht. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dickheads making fools of themselves. Yeah. yeah, the stories will be out there soon. I watched Carry On Abroad earlier. Um, my son, Len, has got really into watching the Carry On films with me. Right. I've got them all on DVD. Yeah. So yes, yesterday we watched Carry On Camping, and um, obviously it was great. And then today we watched Carry On Abroad, which is very much the template for dis and <laughs> Yeah. What's his name? Peter Butterworth, playing right, the manager yeah. of the hotel. Yeah. The resort is called Els Bells. <laughs> <laughs> right, and they all go there. But in the, what's interesting about, you know, obviously carry-on films, different times, etc. But in carry-on camping, the whole thing is about, it starts, and Sid and Bernard Breslau have taken, um, uh, not Hattie Jakes, Joan Sims, Joan Sims. And, and the other one, Bernie's, Bernie's girl, <laughs> right to see a movie about a nudist campsite, right? Right, and they're all there eating their orange lollies in the fucking <laughs> cinema. And Joan Sims basically going, "What the hell is this you taking us see?" And Sid James going, "Oh, don't worry, it's the most natural <laughs> thing in the world." <laughs> right, and he's basically trying. He's sh- he's taken these two girls, both of whom, as my son pointed out, like why why are their girlfriends so much younger than them? Because Sid James is like an yeah. old man. Yeah. And the girls are like younger. Anyway, 
he's trying to convince them to go to the nudist campsite, which is called Paradise, right? Right. And um, obviously they're not interested. They think it's disgusting. So then he decides to trick them anyway, and he tells them they're going somewhere else to a surprise place. But in fact, Mm. he takes them to what he believes to be the nudist campsite. Turns out he's got the wrong place. There's two campsites with the same name. Blah, blah, blah. The rest of the fucking film is about Sid and Bernard Breslau, who is basically a simpleton. (laughs) Who, who, who Sid has just tricked a into giant playing simpleton, these yeah. giant simpleton who is being manipulated quite cruelly by Sid James. <laughs> they, even though they're on holiday with their girlfriends, the, the joke is their girlfriends, they're not wives, their girlfriends won't ever have sex with them. And so what they do is they pursue Barbara Windsor and some other schoolgirls, schoolgirls, who, who are on the same campsite on a school trip, right? And it's just madness. But then, in Carry On Abroad, which comes a few years later, it's just as mad because it starts off and he runs a pub, Sid James. But in this one, it's a different character because in Carry On Camping, he's called Sid Boggle. But in Carry On Abroad, his character is called Vic Flange. <laughs> <laughs> right, and Vic Flange runs a pub with his wife, Joan Sims. But Barbara Windsor is one of the locals. And... Um, he basically fight that he's rumbled by Joan Sims that he has arranged a holiday and he says he's going on his own because she doesn't like foreign travel because she doesn't like flying. Right? right. But then it turns out someone lets slip in the pub that he's actually taking Barbara Windsor with him Fucking on holiday. Hell. So he's a married man. Right. And he's actually arranged a holiday with another bird behind his wife's back. And the other bird knows the wife. She doesn't care. So anyway, Joan Sims, rather than kiboshing it, she says, I'm coming anyway. I don't right. care about the fear of flying. I'm coming yeah. anyway. And, of, and course, um, of course, Sid and Barbara were, were at it in real life during the 70s. I think they well. were in yeah. Carry On Camping because someone made a dramatisation of the making of that, yeah. didn't they? Anyway, it's got one of my favourite um, ever Carry On exchanges in Carry On Abroad. Right. I'll shut up about it in a minute, but it's, it is one of my favourite. He sits down for dinner with... Joan Sims and they are sharing and there's names so they don't get to choose who they sit with so it's a table for four in the restaurant uh, in the hotel and the couple that sit with them this really uptight slightly more middle class snooty couple played by um, uh, oh, what's her name June Whitfield <laughs> and Kenneth Connor right what? and of course the joke with them as well is that June Whitfield never ever ever puts out with Kenneth Connor, right? Right. And Sid James is just like got the ump because his wife's with him and he wants to be off chasing Babs Windsor and she's sitting on another table. So they do the introductions. He introduces Joan Sims by going, My name's Sid. No, my name's Vic Flange. This is the wife. Don't laugh, right? Which is very mean. But the be- the best exchange is he goes he goes to June Whitfield, who's very uptight and snooty, yeah. he goes, Should like a drink? She goes, no, thank you. I tried it once. I didn't like it. And he goes, oh. And he pulls out his face. He goes, cigarette? She goes, no, thanks. I tried it once. I didn't like it. And he looks at his wife. He goes, oh, strange. And June Whitfield goes, not really. My daughter's just the same. And he goes, your only child, I presume. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Good stuff. So, yeah, carry on. Um, Lena's suggested has set us a target of watching every single Carry On film by the end of the summer holidays. Jesus so I'll Christ. keep you posted on that. Yeah, even the the terrible nineties ones. 
Because there was a oh, I don't carry on Columbus. Those, I don't think they're in my box. Carry on Emmanuel. No, I hope not. Carry on Emmanuel. Oh, I can't watch that with him. No, we can't watch that. That's when it got a bit too blue. Yeah. Well, shall we end this episode with the interview with Len? Yeah, this was just a little interview. Um, he was cagey because it was his first time ever being recorded. Yeah, yeah. And he's always cagey about the details of the Leniverse. Anyway, it takes me a lot of, you know, drawing out of him at times. Um, but I think you'll enjoy it. There's a few little insights in there, a couple of exclusives. So have a listen, and I hope to have more of it later in the summer. This is it. Okay, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by the mastermind behind Big Galaxy, the Leniverse Earth Tournament, and all of the many things that go with it, Mr. Len Delaney. Hello, Len. Welcome to Top Flight Time Machine. Hello. Okay, so Len, um, thank you for all the enjoyment you've given us all, all the listeners to the show, and me and Andy, um, over the past few months. Um, it's summer. It's a long time until the I Earth Tournament. Know. It's a long time until the Earth Tournament final, isn't it? Yeah, it's like about. Speaking to the mic. It's about um, just over a month. Just over a month, right? So. Yeah. We're all getting a bit frustrated and bored because there hasn't been a lot of news. Do you have any other news like transfer updates or anything about the season ahead? Well, of course we all know about the new Giorgino Rambo. Right. What can you tell us about him? Um, he's one of um, Germany's best players. Really? He's yeah. only young, isn't he? Yeah. How old? I think I said he's like... 17, yeah, 17. Okay, and he signed for Hammersmith United. Yeah. Some people, uh, I put it on Twitter, and some people were worried that... About what? Well, that because Hammersmith United paid quite a lot of money, they think that that means oh. they're planning on selling a player to get money back. There's lots of people worried that Spencer Whitehouse might move. What do you think about that? Probably not. Not why not? Because, like... He still has a whole year left on his contract. Right. And he's really likes it at um, Hammersmith United, so he might even get um, another contract after that. And, of course, one of their local rivals, Barnes, they've signed Michael Fresh back from New York, haven't they? Yeah. So that's exciting if you're a Barnes supporter. Yeah. Okay, what else have we got to look forward to? Weren't the fixtures announced this week for the new season? Yeah. Um, first day of the season, we've got Cambridge Eagles for Hammersmith United. Yeah, uh, Cambridge Eagles, is that a tough game to start with? Nah, they only just got promoted from the the other league. Right, so you think that that's not a bad game for Hammersmith to get started with? Nah. And when does the season kick off, mate, the new season? Um, It kicks off... Uh, about September the 3rd. September the 3rd, right. And so the players who are playing for England in the final, in the Earth on final, have plenty of time to play in that, come back, have a little rest, and then get started yeah. again in the new Big Galaxy season. Yeah. Well, we're all looking forward to it. Thank you for coming on Top Flight Time Machine. Will you come on again later in the, in the summer and tell us some more stuff? Probably. All right, thanks a lot, mate. Bye. This is it. So there you go. What would you make of that? Brilliant stuff. Loved yeah. it. 
so I'll get more out of him as the summer goes by um, and as we get closer to the tournament final. It feels um, as though that, that, it, it's only a matter of time before I'm sidelined and it becomes the, well, uh, the Sam and Lynn No, I, I, think, I think both of us will be. I think he's planning things on his own. I think he sees himself very much as a successor to Freddie George. Yeah. Who, let's be honest, can't. He can't go I forever, mean, how can long he? can can how how long can uh, can Freddie George keep going? How long is he now? Ninety four. He's a ninety four year old television presenter. It's uh, it's going to get the better of him. Even Brucey didn't go on that long, did he? I think Len sees us as a launchpad for, for bigger, better yeah, things. Exactly. There'll be there'll be bigger things ahead. Right. So that's it. Uh, remember, you can go on the website and buy our merch. There's some brand new exclusive uh, this and that t-shirts designed by top canter Tom Bradshaw from Twitter. Tom Thomas Bradshaw. Right. Um, and they're good. The t-shirts and the caps with his special designs that are like beer label. They've proved popular. Plus all the other stuff. The beach towels are still selling like hotcakes. Uh, so get those your summer holidays. only a few weeks before we do some live shows as well. So come and see us do that. Yeah. Yeah, there's still some tickets available. And uh, on the coins, uh, tomorrow I will be going to the Isle of Wight again. Okay. For And this is serious. I know a lot of people have been tweeting us their pictures of being on the coins uh, because we're getting into real coining season now, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. And I've, I've told the lad, I said, when we were coining earlier on in the year, that was just like warming up. Yeah. Tomorrow the it's real hard season. work begins and we're going hard on the coins yeah. and I will be posting updates on the Instagram throughout the week. I think I'll have a, a trip down to Seaburn as well, near where I live, you and get it, on mate. the coins myself. You got it, mate. It's that time tips. of year. You can't you can't let the season pass you by. Exactly. Right, thanks for listening everyone then. That's it from this yeah, one. Yeah, thanks everyone. Bye See bye. you soon. Thank you. Thanks so much. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.